Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey always reigns supreme. Whether you were raised at the barn in Uniondale or born in the stable at Belmont, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, let's drop the puck and get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Saturday, February 10th, 2024. Coming to you live from Florida Media in Rockville Center. Got a big post-game show coming up for you tonight. The Islanders game did not go the way everybody probably wanted. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about plenty of stuff. Islanders-Rangers, the 2023 calendar year did not see an Islander-Ranger game, but we're going to see the stadium series next week. Isles-Rangers at MetLife Stadium. That's going to be a lot of fun. We have Johnny Lazarus of Daily Faceup join us, as well as Coach Ed and Little Ed from the Rangers Ed podcast to talk about the Rangers, talk about the stadium series, talk about the rivalry. Big things coming up. Big show with me, as always, is Mr. Stefan Rosner. My name is Sean Cuthbert. Stefan Rosner, how are you? A little winded, you know, running from UBS Arena. Yeah, what happened, buddy? You got to wait for quotes, then you got to wait to get responses, and then I realized I had to go. And uh, we yeah. got here, though. We're good. We we're here. We're, we're underway. We got a great show coming up for you. So thank you so much for tuning in here at twitch.tv slash hockey.ny, YouTube, Facebook, all over the place. Really appreciate that. So before we get started, I want to tell you all about our wonderful sponsors, starting with Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Check them out at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. Also happy to be sponsored by Main Street Board Game Cafe. Find your crowd and unplug your game at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. Also happy to be sponsored by Razor and Kniff, attorneys at law, ready to fight for you. Check them out at RazorandKniff.com. That's R-A-I-S-E-R-A-N-D-K-E-N-N-I-F-F.com for a free consultation. And also happy to be sponsored by A1 VIP Entertainment, your one-stop entertainment concierge for sports, concerts, Broadway, and more. One call does it all at 516-787-0048. And if you're hanging out with us in the chat, make sure you get your questions in there for questions brewing. Say questions brewing and then your question. We'll get to that later on. So with all the pleasantries out of the way, Stefan, rough game today for the Islanders, but a better week all in all, obviously, for Patrick Waz-Isles. Now he's got seven games under his belt. You have a great win against Toronto and Tampa that we'll talk about, but uh, just talk about the week they had so far, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, you talk about the progression, and then break happens, right? And they went one, two and one under one his first week. You thought the break's got to suck for them. No practices, can't build on what they did there, but then they come out of the break. Two big wins, great practices. I mean, Wah really makes these practices like the game, something that they were missing, really, that intensity of practice under Lane. You're seeing that progression now. You're seeing, the again, we talked about it last week, progression and execution are two different things. They were executing this week. Again, against the Flames, not so much. But to start off the week against two really good teams and take care of business, that's huge for this group. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and just to see the way that they're winning these games, you look at the Toronto game, you know, we kind of joked about it, how they went into the third period with a lead. Not only did they, they gave it up, but they still took the game in regulation, right? They were able to avoid, you know, getting that heartbreaking late tying goal. They actually kind of get a late winning goal on their own there. And they get the two points against a team that they might end up being chasing here for, for a playoff spot. And then Thursday, they finally take advantage (laughs) of a team on not only on the the second end of back-to-backs, but they're also playing their backup goalie as well. And the Islanders came out, took care of business, a rare blowout win for the Islanders. So very positive signs. And then then you're feeling good heading into today, right? You're thinking, ah, the Flames, they've been struggling this year. They already started, you know, dealing some guys off here before the deadline. So maybe this is a team they could take advantage of. But but once again, that, that afternoon curse... For the New York Islanders comes back to bite them. They come out a little flat. Definitely didn't come out with the energy you might have hoped for. And uh, here we are for a 2-1 week. That That's good, 
but it could have been a lot better, and they could be that much closer to a playoff spot. It's funny. They beat really two really good teams. Again, second yeah. or back-to-back things right. like that, and then they let down against the Calgary Flames, who, again, Flames are playing well. They beat the Bruins. They mm-hmm. killed the Devils. I mean, they're, they're playing well right now, and we talked about it. This is a group that you think... They're selling people, right? Why, you know, this, right? And but you talked to some of the media guys for Calgary and said the guys that are there that want to be there, they're all rallying around this. So you knew it wasn't going to be an easy game. They're a fast team, but again, the honors weren't ready to go. The Varlamov, the first goal he allowed against Uyghur, that's a backbreaker early. But again, the Islanders were never out of it. It just took them way too long to find their game. Credit the Flames, they suffocated them in the neutral zone, allowed only outside shots. Markstrom came up with those big saves at big moments, and not a lot of those. Like one or two, I think you robbed Palmieri in tight, stopped a Nelson one-timer. But again, the Islanders, they failed in the neutral zone, which impacted their ability to break into the offensive zone. And then it just, Barzal was really the only guy that had it. The second line found it a little bit late, but he cut his line. Wallstrom sat twice in this game, final 12 yeah. minutes of the second or seven minutes in the third, twice. And we asked him after the game, and, and Wass said, I needed a goal. That's yeah. not great. <laughs> no, um, it's not. For a guy, again. he's the guy who's supposed to be scoring goals. And that was coming off yeah. Monday where he set, Wallstrom takes an interference penalty. Tavares ties it. So I asked why, why he throws Wallstrom right back out there. And he goes, it's trust. You know, I don't want to ever sit a guy for making mistakes. And then, again, if you're being, the Islanders need goals and your potential goal scorer is being sat, that's really not good for Wallstrom. And so let's just touch on this whole, it's funny, we got a lot of comments on Twitter before we went live here, and everybody's saying, what's with this team in afternoon games? Why can't they get up for these games? And I don't know, you know, what the, the magic solution is. I mean, I was talking about a little bit actually with the Eds over there from Rangers Ed Podcast saying that, you know, they get out of their routines, it's, it's an earlier start, and these guys, you know, they're very much into their routines and what they're doing prior to games. So, I mean, any commentary there, or did, did Wah even have anything to say about that? He wasn't asked about the afternoon games, because okay. quite frankly for him, this is the first for him. First right. for this group yeah, yeah, this yeah. year. So it is weird how it happens. I think you just start lying to the players about what time it is. Just <laughs> right, lie. Right. Uh, make them stay inside where there's no light. And that way sure. have no idea. But sure. it's, it's Blackout weird. Blackout curtains. It's weird. Again, it, it is routine, but that's for every team playing afternoon games. Their routine's thrown off completely. So for the Islanders, right. yeah, I guess you just got to say it's a coincidence. And that maybe that's the reason they don't schedule 1 o'clock games. But now, coming up here, you got... Uh, yeah, next, they better figure it out. Well, yeah. I think three more afternoon games. Right. So, uh, yeah, they got to figure it out because they're going to need those points. I mean, that might be advantage Rangers for uh, the stadium series next week. That three sun glare, start. sun glare could happen. <laughs> yeah, sun glare. <laughs> Worried about the sun glare. <laughs> well, we kind of already dove into the Calgary game, so why don't we just go into reverse? We'll go to the Tampa game again. A, a strong game for this team. Six-two win. Three goals in the first period. Three goals in the second. Then they're able to prevent Tampa Bay from mounting any sort of comeback in the third, which is something we haven't really seen this season. So nice to see that happen under Patrick Waugh. Is he the cause? Maybe, but either way, this is a team that came out. They played against a strong team, even under the conditions we talked about before. But uh, a big win for this team to, to keep their hopes alive in the playoff chase. Called a kill shot is what they did. They went for the kill. Yeah. Something that Waugh spoke about. Been waiting for that. About, we talked about it a lot. What are they going to do with a lead? What are they going to do mm-hmm, with a lead? And mm-hmm. Under lean, under trots, not knocking their styles. It's what happens. Right. They shell up, up, up 3-2. They yeah. shell up. They win that game probably 4-2 or they blow mm-hmm. it. And you're biting your fingers to the very end. And Wash yeah. said, we're going to the third period, guys. Let's just blow them out. And again, Johansson was bad. We've seen it time and time again that the backups that play, you know, I don't think Johansson's even an NHL goalie, to Usually be fair. Usually that's an Achilles heel for the Islanders, yeah. too. Yeah. So it's not even, it's, it's funny. It's not even the Islanders a second of back-to-back. It's playing teams on the second of back-to-backs. But the biggest thing for that is always... The, next, the first period of that second game is usually when that team has its legs. Um, and then as the game goes on, they get more tired. But for the Islanders, it's just keep the foot on the gas. Don't even allow them. We talked about it a lot. The best defense is offense. And the Islanders, again, forget the winnometer. That's, you, everyone's <laughs> right. got to throw that out because sure. 
it's taken into consideration that the Lightning had two minutes of ozone time late in that game. And all those, mm-hmm. like, the Islanders mm-hmm. went for the kill shot, got the lead, and then played smart hockey. But right. that's a huge win for them because, again, we've seen in the past that game completely go the other way. And the New York Islanders have swept the season series against the Toronto Maple Leafs with their third win on Tuesday up in Toronto. So maybe just touch on that game. Uh, they have that lead going into the third. They give up the tying goal, but then they get a huge one from uh, Pierre Engvall uh, in his return back to Toronto. And, and the video board tribute was pretty pretty funny, too. Well, the reaction was um, was quiet, to say the least. The room was quiet. Engvall was in a scrum because while he was pedaling. paying attention. <laughs> um, it wasn't great. I mean, like, credit to t- Toronto. They had to do something, well, I guess, like, at this point. It's kind of getting out of hand with yeah. this stuff, right? I mean, there has to be some kind of cutoff, and maybe we'll talk to uh, the Eds over there in a little while about this. But it seems like every player now, you know, they play five minutes for a team, they're getting a video board tribute. And it's like, ah, you maybe. Yeah, like, Maybe you got to set a standard here. I'm shocked Jonathan Quick didn't get a video tribute for the Blue Jackets when he was there for 10 <laughs> right. seconds. But um, again, Engvall coming up large yeah. in his first game back. We, again, the Montreal game, right? Mm-hmm. Where he is the reason the Islanders fall and lose. Right. So that was huge for him. And I think mm-hmm. he's actually played pretty well. Even tonight, he gets put on the top line with, with uh, Barzal yeah, and Horvath. And, and I know it was for a couple of shifts. And I asked why. I said, what do you think? And he goes, yeah, it's something we might go to. Um, he said Anders Lee okay. liked him uh, with Nelson and Palmieri, but he wanted speed on that top line. Engvall surely brings it. But yeah, he plays zero for the Islanders. Again, they don't fold. Going down, uh, allowing the tying goal in games, they probably lose. They've shown that they've lost those games. Oh, yeah, big But Wa said it's all about the mental game with them is that they have to stop not feeling sorry for themselves. But when things bad things like that happen, you got to forget it. You got to move on. I mean, that's a goalie mindset, right? And I think Wa really preaches that. But that was a great win to get, and, and then to build on that to win Tampa, that was a huge way to start the week. All right, so we went from, you know, the last game out <laughs> to the first game, but 2 and one record, but, you know, you look at, you know, where this team stands in, in, in the standings, they still have a lot of work to do, and, and games like today are, are going to be the ones that, you know, are going to kind of come back to bite them under the wire. We know about all the ones that they gave up previously, all those points they gave up in the, in the overtimes and the shootouts and the blown leads and stuff, but they can't be taking, you know, games off like today, so it's a rough loss. You're not going to win them all. Two out of three... Not bad. You know, they definitely got to pick it up, and, and you have a you know a game coming up we'll talk about and what's on tap in a little bit, and then obviously a huge one in New Jersey at MetLife Stadium. So before we get into what's on tap, though, I just wanted to get your thoughts real quick on uh, suddenly this healthy Islanders roster, right? you got a lot of guys coming back, Sezikis, Pollock, Pellick all back in there. And maybe just talk about how they've looked since they've uh, rejoined the team. Yeah, real quick, Detroit came back and actually won today. That in hurts. overtime. That hurts. So that's not good. But yeah, I think the most important thing was getting Pelican and Pulak back healthy. Right. Not only for them to get back to hopefully playing to that elite level they've played in years past, which I think they've done so far, but it's limiting the minutes Roman and Dobson. You're not killing Dobson anymore. And also the other thing is matchups. Riley and Mayfield, or whoever your bottom pairing is, is not going up now against a top line or a second line. They're getting the third lines and fourth lines. They're playing bottom pairing minutes. Again, against Tampa, they probably played a lot more because of how that game went, but mm-hmm. it allows Watt to really roll three D pairs and play that matchup game correctly. So the last thing that Watt ever wants to do is have Riley and Mayfield out there against the Kucherovs of the world. He doesn't have to do that now. And if Pelican Pluck can find their game, which it seems like they have, and since they're healthy, that changes everything for the back end, which allows to break out, neutral zone, offensive zone, and Sezikis back. Waugh is a big energy guy, and Waugh sure said is. having Zekas on the bench mm. brought so much energy. Everything that we've been saying about Waugh, Zekas showed Waugh, and Waugh's loved every second of having Zekas back. Yeah, it's great to see, and, and now hopefully they get a little bit of luck in that manner, just like keeping these guys healthy, because it just seems like the majority of the season is always at least one guy out. You look at today, Romanov, you have Romanov yeah. out with Ajo in there, and, and that probably hurt things a little bit as well. Not to say that Ajo had a poor game, but would have been nice to have that top pairing going with Romanov in there. So, yeah, hopefully they, you know, he comes back soon, they can stay healthy, and and really going to push here, but 
But obviously, um, you know, they, they have a lot of work to do. Still being a few points out, even on the, the wild card end and the, uh, the third place end. Every time you say wild or you say wah beforehand, it's, it's interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Now that was <laughs> in all of our vocabulary is now every word that has a little bit of that in there is you know, like, oh, wah. It, it took me a while to get used to it. A while? Wah. A wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stefan, it's great to have you here today. Yeah, I'm going to have you. <laughs> um, anyway, I was, you know, it was surreal for me when Barry Trotz came in as the coach for the Islanders, and now, like, in a different way, just having Patrick Watt, knowing that he's associated with the New York Islanders franchise, and he's standing behind that bench is just so strange to me, but uh, I'll take it. But with that, why don't we go to What's why on don't we go? Tap? What's on Tap? It's time for What's on Tap. Brought to you by A1 VIP Entertainment. That's right, folks. It's time for What's on Tap. Brought to you by A1 VIP Entertainment. And just two games on the docket this week. We got Seattle coming in to UBS Arena on Tuesday. That'll be a tough one as well. That's one the Islanders got to take. Let's just face it here. And then they get four days off. And then they will be hosting Mm -hmm. the New York Stranges at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. 3 p.m. start. Big game. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. We've got plenty to say about that later in the show. But, you know, only two games in the docket. But that's four points you got to take, right, Stefan? Yeah, and again, we talked about going to the stadium series. A month ago, you could have thought, okay, it might not even matter. Right. <laughs> you know, it might not even matter. I mean, a month earlier, you're saying, wow, they could be fighting for the top of the division by the stadium <laughs> yeah, series. That changed. Yeah. Then it was, wow, this game means absolutely nothing to, wow, this game means a lot. Yeah. This could be huge. for The Islanders win a game against the Rangers. Whoever wins that game, by the way, that's huge momentum. Sure, first off, sure. And especially if the Islanders win in Seattle. To build on that, beat the Rangers outdoors, come back. And again, this is a stretch run for them. Rangers are in a much safer spot. If they lose that game, it's not going to probably kill them. But yeah, that's a huge game. But you got to take care of business first. They're probably all amped up for the outdoor game. But Seattle now becomes not a must win. There's no such thing, I don't think, at this point. But Seattle's not as good of a team as the team that the Islanders are probably cashing. And I think that the Islanders know how to beat them. They've beaten them before. I just think they got to play a lot smarter than they did when they played Seattle last time. They were in the box a lot, right. lost in a shootout, but had blown, I think, two third-period leads or, you know, back in yeah. that, those times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But again, scoring first will be huge. The crack in Jordan Eberle, it's always fun to see him again, but sure. that's when they got to take care of for sure, especially when they drop a game like they did today. Yeah, without a doubt. And the good news is that's a 7.30 start. That won't be 1, 2, or, or 3 p.m., so that's favorable one, for the New York one. Islands. Wow, you're really leaning into that. Okay, so Seattle Tuesday, big one there, but the biggest one is on Sunday, Stadium Series, MetLife Stadium, Islanders versus Rangers. The, uh, the Rangers have the, the one nothing lead so far in outdoor games between these two teams. About a decade ago, you had that at, at Yankee Stadium. Uh, that was back in the Thomas Van. That was a, the Thomas Vanek season. He was on the ice for that game. Nabokov was in goal. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Grabner shout out, um, CeeLo Green. Was it CeeLo Green? CeeLo Green. Yeah, yeah he was not the, well received for that Well, game. he messed up the words to National Anthem or God Bless America, and then he flipped us off. So, yeah, nice guy. Maybe that's why he's not back this year. Who's, who's the band playing in between periods? You AJR. Know AJR, I have no idea who that is. He's, they're good. Not the Jonas They're not brothers. the Jonas Brothers, no, but they're, definitely not. they're also not CeeLo Green. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But let's let's talk a little bit more about the Stadium Series game because Hockey Night New York, as well as the Rangers Ed Podcast, their buddies over there, going to be hosting the big-time tailgate over there. You might have saw that on social media. So, folks, want you to come hang out with us. Got a lot going on there. Uh, 25 bucks gets you unlimited food and beverages if you're walking up there, if you want to come hang out. We're going to have raffles, games, prizes, trivia, giveaways, all that great stuff. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Cornhole, sauce talk. Like I said, trivia, uh, plenty of prizes and giveaways to give out. Meet us at parking lot L 
at 11 a.m. for all the fun, and we still have a little bit of room on the bus that's going to the game. So if you're looking for a way there, don't want to have to worry about driving, hit us up on social media, give us a little DM, either us or Rangers Ed, and uh, we'll hook you up. We'll get you in there. So there you go, 25 bucks, unlimited food and drink. Pretty good deal. Going, to, Yeah, not bad, right? And it's going to be provided by Blue Line Deli and Bagels. So, I mean, great day. Donnie's going to be there, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a great time. A1 VIP Entertainment's going to be there. They're going to have deals going on with tickets and stuff like that. So, going to be a great day. Going to be a lot of fun. We'll get you ready for the game. And then hopefully the, uh, the game lives up to the hype. Hopefully it's not negative degree weather and uh, sun glare. Can't forget sun glare. Hopefully not. But, Stefan, guess what else is on tap? I don't know. Again. Again. It's A1 VIP Entertainment featured events. I'm sorry. It's all, I have to right. finish that. Yeah. It's, it's fine. So, folks, uh, we've got some great deals going on for A1 VIP Entertainment Events. MSG, Friday, March 22nd, Fallout Boy is playing. And then over at UBS Arena, Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day, Stevie Nicks, a little date night there. And then Saturday, March 30th, and Sunday, March 31st, Zach Bryan is performing. And A1 VIP Entertainment is also offering listeners and viewers of Hockey Night in New York, an Islanders playoff push package. Buy four games, get a fifth one free for home games at UBS Arena. Call 516-787-0048. Mention Hockey Night New York for 10% off of those featured events. One call <laughs> does it all. 516-787-0048. And like I said, A1 VIP will also be at the tailgate. So going to be a lot of fun there. They're going to have some deals going on. They're going to have some, some of their own raffles and giveaways and stuff like that. So definitely make sure you hit them up while we're there. So great stuff. So now... Why don't we go to the Hero of the Week? Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week is the B Comp Q, named after our pal Brian Compton over at NHL.com. That features boneless ribs, barbecue sauce, pickles, and onions on a hero. It is delicious. Have you had one, Stefan? No, I have not, but it sounds great. It's probably better than the McRib. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, definitely check that out. Stop on into the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Huntington location for half off the B Comp Q. So, Stefan Rosner, who is your Hero of the Week? It's Ryan Pulak. I think uh, you could arguably say it could be Adam Pellick, but you look at Pulak coming back, and he's looked like the guy he was in the playoffs last year. Again, missing 24 games, a lot of time off. Showed rust in the Sunday practice, but in Toronto, he looked like his old self again. I think yeah. the biggest thing, too, is that he's hitting the net. Um, yes. He's bringing the defense. I spoke to him about that. I don't want to give too much away about a story I'm doing for the Hockey News, but I asked him about, you know, why have you had issues with control? Like what? And he, he talked about his equipment. Has He's had a really hard time finding the right stick. Mm. Um, and at times he said that, you know, each, each brand is lighter. Each brand feels different. He has, at times during his career, he's had a hard time finding the right stick. He's going with an old model now. So I'll have that more on that. But I think was, he's hitting the net. It's so still that, composite though, right? It's not wood. Yeah, it's not wood. I just want to know how old. Yeah, it doesn't have a curve. Doug Christian but, uh, here, Lukoho. Yeah, when he said old, it could be like two years ago, a year ago. I don't. Sure. He actually couldn't even remember what stick it was. Okay. But um, you saw him hit the post and in against Toronto, uh, Tampa. And just again, everything he's doing is on net. He's instead he's not taking anything off the shot. But more importantly, he's there for Pelic. I think at, at times this year, Pelic has struggled to carry a deep pairing line, especially when Pulak was out. And Pulak being back provides that support for Pelic. It's not Pelic trying to carry... Anaho or whoever he, he has to carry there. And I think Pulak's been a blessing for Pelic and also for the Islanders, like I said before, having a healthy D pair, especially getting an elite guy back, is so big for what the Islanders want to do in Waz's system. For sure. And now we'll go to my hero, which uh, I went off the board a little bit. I went with Kyle McClain. Okay. 
Big goal in that game against Toronto. They were down one nothing. Mitch Marner put up that one nothing goal. Uh, you have McLean coming out of the box there, and uh, just a well opportune time goal there on the on the breakaway, his first goal of his career. And just also, you know, you've been talking about how well he's performed, you know, over these past couple of shows and in your articles on on the hockey news is just how he's he definitely plugged in well while Sezikis was out. And I think as as you've also said is that this is a guy who will be an option uh, as a center pivot if and when somebody else goes down. So it looks like he might have a future with this team, even in a bo- bottom six role. But uh, I also like the way he performed. I thought that goal was great, and I thought uh, you know that was huge for them just to get that win because if he doesn't come out of that box and, and score that goal, that game could have went another way. So. Little, little tip of the hat to uh, Kyle Kirk McLean. Yeah, this again we talked about it, this whole nepotism thing with with McLean. Come you can't on. you can't fake it to the NHL, and then you get to right. the NHL, and everyone's saying, "Oh, he's not playing that well." It's just you didn't notice him because he was doing the right things. Mm. It's a basic game right, that he right, has right. to play: north, right. south, get the puck deep, right. fill lanes, hit, forecheck. That's it, and he did that. I mean, I talked to Clutterbuck about him. And uh, I said, you know, obviously no one could replicate what Sezikis does. And he, he said that McLean did a great job. He goes, this is a lesson for a lot of young kids. There's a lot of kids that can't be the Barzals of the world. And if you work hard and grind, there's always a spot for you. And that was a tip of the hat to McLean about that. He came in. He's not a flashy player. I mean, that was a f- nice goal. He scores there. But he did the bottom yeah. six role to a tee that he's by right. far going to be their next call up if the bottom six guy gets hurt. But also he could play the wing, which does a lot as well. So I think for Kyle, it's a great first NHL stint. He'll be back for sure. I think so. So there you have it, folks. There's your nominees for the Hero of the Week, Ryan Pollock and Kyle McLean. Remember, stop on in to the Blue Line Deli and Bagels hunting location. Got half off the B Comp Q. So with that, folks, I'm going to take a quick break. But before we do, I'm going to tell you all about Main Street Board Game Cafe in Huntington Village on Long Island's North Shore. Games for sale and for open play. Food and drink, beer and wine, fun and friends. Bring the magic of phones down, eyes up, tabletop board games to your family. Our staff will help you find the right game from old favorites to the hottest new releases. We have everything from strategic to easy party games. Get off your screens for a night your family will remember. Looking for meetups to join? Our Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Locana, and organized play communities are welcoming for all. We also do parties and corporate events located at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. Go to MainSTBoardGameCafe.com for more information. Main Street Board Game Cafe. Find your crowd. Unplug your game. So now we will go to break. And when we come back, Coach Ed and Little Ed from the Rangers Ed Podcast will be joining us to talk some New York Strangers. We'll be right back. If you're an Islander fan, there's nothing like a big win, a tasty meal, and great company. And Blue Line Deli and Bagels provides all that and more. Owned and operated by diehard Islander fans, Blue Line Deli and Bagels happily serves Bagel Boss Bagels and a full menu of delicious food and beverages. Whether it's breakfast favorites like pancakes and omelets, specialty heroes and wraps like the hat trick and the hip check, or fresh made coffee and smoothies, Blue Line Deli and Bagels has you covered. So stop on in to the flagship location at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington or the new spot at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip for their familiar friendly service and the best food around. And don't forget, you can always check out the menu and order online at BlueLineDeli.com or pick up the phone and call 631-944-3222. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. You can go to the game or you can experience the game. And anything is possible with A1 VIP Entertainment your one-stop entertainment concierge. Book an NHL game day experience and watch the action from sweet level with a hockey legend or play a round of golf with your favorite heroes from any sport. Thinking of going out of town for the big game? Done. Put your stress to rest and let A1 book travel for you. 
Need a place to eat before kickoff? That's done too. A1 locks down reservations at the most exclusive restaurants. And it's not just sports. A1 VIP entertainment gets you from backstage at the hottest concerts to the bright lights of Broadway and even the red carpets of Hollywood. So treat yourself, impress your clients, or give a gift that will last a lifetime. A1 VIP Entertainment is your ticket to an unforgettable experience. At 516-787-0048, one call does it all. Take some time to our sponsors. Ready to talk more aisles? The train rolls on right here on Hockey Night in New York. That's right, folks. The train rolls on here at Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program. And joining us right now, live in-house from the Rangers Ed podcast, is Coach Ed and Little Ed here to talk about the New York Rangers and the stadium series. Fellas, how do you do? Feeling good. Super excited for next week. Yeah. Good to be here live with you guys. Great job so far. Thank you so much. Appreciate yeah, great it. to have you in here. And uh, yeah, can't believe it's only a week away, but we'll touch on that in a little bit. But let's just talk about this Ranger team, what they've been up to this season, how they're uh, at the top of the Metro here. The first thing I want to get your thoughts on is just Peter Laviolette coming in here as a new head coach. What has he brought to the New York Rangers? I'll let coach take that one away. Um, I think like you were saying before, we're wise. I think he brought a better structure. And he's big high on the compete level in practice to bring that into games, which I'm a big fan of. I try to get our kids to push it, push it during practice so it brings into a game and not fooling around. Not that the other coaches are letting them fool around, but it's a different level of competition. And, I, you know, I questioned Lane Lambert on our preview season, and, you know, you guys wanted to give him another chance. I just didn't see the life in the team well. whenever I watched the Islanders play. He got the chance. It didn't go well. I, I'm saying I didn't see it last year, so yeah. it was a little confusing to me, but... We'll see how long they last for a while, though, because that, that yelling and stuff only goes so far with pros, so we'll see how long it lasts. Maybe he'll calm it down once he gets them going, but mm -hmm. we'll keep an eye on that. Okay, all right. So so you're happy with the hire. You like Laviolette back there. Uh, maybe how does he compare to who, who was there before? I think it's uh, – I mean, I, I was a fan of Gallant, but – Obviously, the players were shutting him off a little bit. Mm -hmm. There's something with him, obviously. Yeah, shelf life there. Yeah, his history one. that he, yeah. he, he succeeds early and then tapers off. And I mean, he had a tough one, too, with that whole Patrick Kane situation, sitting players for five, six games to get salary cap. And that's a mm -hmm. tough way to manage going into playoffs, you know, sure. I feel. But I thought he was a good coach. But I like Laviolette. I was a big fan of them hiring him. Uh, there's a goalie uh, dilemma going on right now in New York uh, City there. Uh, Igor Shosturkin's really struggled to find his game. Quick quick looks really good. If the playoffs started today, which they don't, who are you putting in goal for game one? Well, Igor started last night against the Blackhawks, so you could take that for what it's worth. I mean, they forced him into OT. Rangers ended up getting the win. Cousin Ed might have a different opinion. Coach Ed and I, still not impressed by Shosturkin. So the playoffs started right this second. I'm going with quick. Quick as well. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. what I would go with because wow. I saw I was talking to a Ranger fan today and they were like, no, it's Sosurkin's our guy. I said, you cannot look at the numbers and just emotion, momentum. you got to go with the better guy to start a playoff series. Even if Quick doesn't play the whole playoff series, right? you go with the goal that's hot now. And if Quick struggles in game one, then you yeah, put Sosurkin sure. in. But, right. but, but the, the question for me is, and, and sorry, fellas, I haven't watched a lot of Ranger games this season. But, but we haven't played you yet. That's a good point, which is just wild to Very me. Very wild. But... 
But what's been the issue for this guy? I mean, obviously he's been one of the better goalies in the, in the league for years now, and for whatever reason he's struggling. I mean, thank goodness Jonathan Quick is playing the way he is because because <laughs> the truth is, I mean, I remember going into the season, I was like, Quick's going to back him up because I, I I thought his his days were numbered. You know what I mean? I thought he was maybe going to play five six games for the season. You know, right? So it, it worked out well for for the Rangers, but but what's been the issue with Shesterkin? Well, I'll let Coach touch on it more, but the biggest thing that we've noticed or, I mean, all the games that he's lost, I mean, I don't don't want to say all, but a large majority has been five or six goals against, right? So it seems to be a mental thing to us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're used to Henrik Lundqvist, who was a mental, lack of a better word, nutcase, where he was so competitive, and if he let in a goal, very small chance another one was getting by him, Mm -hmm. you know, like... They might have lost 3-1, 4-1, but like that's because they had zero offense or zero defense in front of him in, in some of those dark years. Mm-hmm. But we could always rely on Lundqvist's consistency, and we're not seeing that with Igor. And we questioned, or Coach had questioned that very early on in Igor's career when he won the Vezina, because he had the consistency, and now we're not seeing it. So mm-hmm. it is concerning. Thankfully, we do have Quick this season. He rejuvenated his, his career with the goalie whisperer, Benoit Allaire. And yeah, I mean, he grew up a Rangers fan, so I wasn't surprised to see that he was going to give it his absolute all mm-hmm. and try and like just make another push for his childhood team. And he's absolutely succeeding. And you can't argue with his gameplay and the way he just competes. It's kind of like similar to that Lundqvist where it's like he lets in a goal, very slim chance he's coming back and letting in another one at least in a short span. You know, mm-hmm. like he's that competitive where another one's not getting by him. Yeah, I'm a big body language guy. And when you notice... Shesterkin let that goal in. His head kind of drops. He looks up at the scoreboard, mm. and he's not. The next play's coming down ice, and you're watching, and it's just I, I, I don't see it. And even Earl, you said for years he's been great. He was great one year. Oh, sorry. No, I, I'm I, just I, saying. Like, I take he, it back. This is what I argue <laughs> with Cousin Ed about. You know, he's like, he's the number one. He was great one year. Last year he wasn't there. He's mm. injured every year for 10 games, you know. And I said it early in his career that that was – what I want to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was phenomenal. When he's on, he's the be- one of the best in the world. But you got to be Vasilevsky. You got to be there every year. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be claimed the czar, you know. <laughs> that's what they started. Fans started right away. Yeah, and, I think they've stopped with all the uh, Russian. Uh, you know. Ah, uh, there's still there's still a little bit of it, but you know, it, it's it's definitely a question. What it is, I can't tell you. But like you said before. What Rua said, it's all mental. With these players, they're, they're all at the same level. There's a few, you know, Connor McDavid's, but it all comes down to who can do things in time and space the quickest and make mm-hmm. that reaction. Because they're all, after those top 40 players in the league, they're all talented. They all have the shot. They all can skate. It's a matter of who makes the quick decisions, the less giveaways, and that's buck management. And he's he's on a long term contract, right? Just there. They, right? but he's they locked up four right? years. I want to say they signed for five years, but that was two years ago at this point, or a year, uh, a year and a half, maybe. Right. That's a cousin egg question. Because now I'm, uh, you know, I'm hearing all this negative energy about just I'm like, do we have a little, you know? No, listen, listen, we're not we're not down on him. I'm panicking. Yeah, right. I mean, you listen, see him, you he's see still, him still in first place. He's still that's, got the Vezina trophy true. in his back pocket. He was an like all star this year. That was ridiculous. Well, that's in a whole nother conversation. But, I mean, like I said, he, we have the best goaltender coach in the world, probably, arguably. I mean, he turns him out one after another. He gave him some time to deal with him for a little while, to, to talk to him, I guess. I was a little surprised that they went back with Igor so quick against Chicago. They probably wanted to put him out there against a weaker team. The Rangers' effort in front of him is a completely different conversation as well in that game. But we'll see. I mean, he can also just turn it on all of a sudden and be Vezina 
back to Vezina, uh, whatever, mentality or play. Well, the, and, and, well, the big thing now, excuse me, the big thing now I saw on NHL Network is they, the goalies in the playoffs, it's, it's a team. It's not one guy definitely the whole way, other than, mm-hmm. say, Vasilevsky. They go, if, if Shesterkin loses two, they'll go with Quick for one or two, and then if he loses, they'll go back. So it's and that that even makes it more difficult mentally for a goalie. That's the hardest to me, the hardest position in sports, all of sports, mm-hmm. and that makes it even more difficult. So is he mentally strong like that? Do they? Do the Rangers have a long break before the Stadium Series game, like the Islanders do? They play. They play. Um, they got one game coming up. I think only two. Also, yeah. So, so with that in mind, I mean, obviously we'll see who how starts the Steam That's my question. Yeah, who's oh, who's getting the start? Gonna, I would be shocked if Shesterkin's not playing Sorokin. That's their buddies. That's, that's a marketing thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I I would be shocked. I mean, I I don't know if it should be, but I would be surprised. But uh, you mentioned the mental thing when Shesterkin came in the league, and then Sorokin came the year after. The one thing you did notice is that. Sturkin would lose, like he wouldn't maybe shake hands with his teammates. He'd bang his stick, and then Sorokin never said a word. If he had a bad goal, it was just, I'm going to, maybe this year you saw it one time after mm-hmm. a game where he kind of calls out his team, but the antics that Sturkin had coming over from Russia, Sorokin never. Night and day does difference. It. Yeah. And again, Sorokin struck- wears it all on his sleeve, and Sorokin is just stoic. And Sorokin, again, yeah. they both have struggled this year to find what they had mm-hmm. last year, things right. like that, mm-hmm. but. It's just the way that it, goaltending is all mindset. <laughs> you got to forget that goal and move on or forget sure. it. So Sorokin always says, next play, next play. That's really how he thinks, and he's wired. Yeah. So we'll see what happens career-wise as their careers progress. So you got the Rangers in first place in the Metro, and, and as we're obviously hearing, it's not, a, it's not a perfect ship that they're sailing right now. They came out hot. Islander fans were used to that with Laviolette. His first year as a rookie, they they went out to like a eleven one and one record or something like or and one because they had four stat categories back then. But you guys, the Rangers came out hot to start this year, then it leveled off a little bit more recently, and now I think they're riding what a three four game win streak right now, right? Three, yeah, four, they beat yeah. Colorado. Yeah, four game I think, but the big ones are Colorado and Tampa. So with that in mind, what has you guys confident about this team going into the playoffs and and maybe going on a little bit of a run here? And what has you nervous? I'm going to say the goaltending has me a little nervous. I think they have it. There may be one player they can If they don't make a move at the trade deadline, I'm not upset because I think they have a pretty good group. It's just a matter of tightening up defensively in the goaltending in the playoffs. I don't think they're physical enough, but we'll see what happens. The playoffs is a whole different game. Why is Brzezinski an elite player right now? He just scores and plays a great game. Oh, why do you think he's playing like yeah. that? I mean, he, was, he wasn't doing anything for a while other than being... Yeah, like you said, Sezik is you know playing his game. He happens to be on a little streak right now. I wouldn't say he's you know playing. I don't think any other teams are keying on him. Yeah, <laughs> not. But uh, he's a good player, and I, I think they could deal with him being in the lineup for the playoffs. Uh, the big guys have to come up. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, my biggest not fear or worry is like Mika's advantage. Don't quote me on this. I think he has one goal in the last seventeen. Well, now two goals after last night in the last like seventeen or eighteen games. Hmm. I mean, our the New York Rangers' number one center, I said on our show, should not have one goal in 20 games or whatever it is, you know? So that worries he me. Is still I, like a point-per-game clip, though? What? He's at 50. Yeah, no, I mean, he's definitely throw, still throwing up the assists, you know? I mean, he's got his power play points, but we're used to him. He should be scoring. He has the talent to be a 40-goal scorer. You know, I know everyone says he's got the 200-foot game. But like I said, the Rangers' number one center, we're used to him putting up a few clutch goals here and there, power play goals. Do you think he's committing too much time to his DJ's playlist? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, we joke around on our show. He did uh, have a 
uh, baby girl or his wife had a baby girl over the summer. Mm. And that similar situation with Shesterkin too. So I think there might be a decline because Interesting. Like so, Usually so, with the Isles, when an Islander has a kid, like they get dad power and then yep. they go on a run. Yeah. yeah. I mean, doesn't really seem like the trend with the Rangers. I mean, huh. Truba just had a, a kid as well. So we'll see how he projects or where he goes, projects, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think my biggest worry be, would be the five-on-five five offense production. Okay. For sure. All it's right. been a major issue this year with them. Their five-on-five five production has been pretty low for a team that has huh. a lot of offensive power. Yeah, I mean, we're used to that. Everyone always says we rely on our power play mostly. I mean, that's no secret. But at the same time, that's a huge part of the game. I yep. mean, mm-hmm. the league does give out a decent amount of power plays in the playoffs. Is it as much as the regular season? No. Right. But they right. do call it, and it's part of the game. I mean, to have a good power play, you need to have a good power play to win the Stanley thousand percent. Cup. Yeah, so, and make the playoffs. Boston, unless you're Boston, that one year. Yeah. So they're getting it done on the special team. So, fellas, you obviously heard my spiel about the stadium series earlier. Why don't we talk a little bit about that? You guys are excited about it. Talk about what we have in store for the for the tailgate before the game, and just just the event itself. I know you guys threw yourselves a tailgate at the uh, at the Yankee Stadium game. Uh, we didn't know each other then, so we couldn't get involved. No. But uh, I heard that was a very good time, so maybe just chat a little bit about that. And and just, I guess, the the special nature of having the Islanders and Rangers kind of being set up in this marquee setting, right, where, you know, they get center stage for the league, where everybody, supposedly everybody's going to be watching. You know, right. these two teams face off this rivalry game. And, and thankfully, they're both in, the, in it enough in the standings where it's going to carry a lot of weight. Yeah, I think there's a lot of buzz that, like, some of these outdoor games are losing their luster a bit. I yep. mean, absolutely. One way or another, they're not selling as many tickets for whatever reason. Me, mm. personally, I still think they're great. They're very entertaining. Watching mm. them on TV is a different story, but going there, it's amazing. I mean, mm. like you just touched on, Coach Ed and I, we put on tailgates whenever we have a chance. Yeah. We didn't have the show at the time for the City Field one when we when the Rangers played Buffalo. And definitely oh. and de- <laughs> yeah, and definitely not for the uh, Yankee Stadium one against the Islanders. Um, Rangers actually played that, the Devils that weekend as well. That one at Yankee Stadium might have been the coldest day of my life. It was yep, very so- cold. It was yeah. very cold. Yeah. Um, it might be at City Field. Really? City, City Field, I think it was 10 at City Field. Eight or 10 degrees. Brutal. Yeah, we were cracking beers out of the cooler. They were staying warm in the cooler. So, like, as soon as we took them out of the cooler, <laughs> we would crack them and they would freeze. So, that was a little Jeez. bit of a struggle. But we had a, a fire pit going, which yeah. we'll have at this tailgate as well. Do we do we have a week ahead weather report on how it's we, looking on we Sunday? Do. I, well, what do we got? What I we got saw here? someone post that it's going to be cloudy. There's a chance of snow. Ooh. Um, okay. not to, I think a little backdrop. I think 18 <laughs> degrees is what was being said. But Oof, we can't. No that's offen- doable. No offense to weathermen. They do a <laughs> semi-fabulous job. Tom Boyle job. said it's 40 and sunny. Is that right? Yeah. It it probably changed from two days ago. Like I was going to say, people looking at the weather. Yeah, I saw cloudy the other day, so it's a crapshoot. If we get 40, that might be t-shirt weather. That might be an ice issue. Yeah, it's true. We We might not get a game if it's 40. (laughs) A baseball game might break out. Pitchers and catchers are coming in like a week. But um, yeah, I mean, again, no offense to weather people, but they might not not get the weather tomorrow. Let's check back in on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I don't think that's a knock on weather people. I think it's just a hard science. <laughs> it's a hard thing to figure out yeah, it, to, to pin it, down. It is, yeah, job, though, yeah. it is a job where you could be wrong every day and still. Yeah, not bad. That's, that's what they call Honestly, job security. That is, that is what they call it. No yeah. doubt about. It. Yeah. So so talk a little bit more about the event. What do you guys got cooking? I think you got a little cornhole situation going on. A little raffle, a little giveaway. Yeah. So I mean, you already touched on the price. I mean, we're going to do the twenty-five bucks. All you can eat, all you can drink. Yeah. Obviously supplied by Blue Line Deli and Bagel. So shout out to Donnie for that. Yes, sir. Um, very generous. Going to be a large spread. Four foot heroes. Uh, yes, sir. Mac salad, 
potato salad, coleslaw, all the good stuff. Bagels, Typ- colored bagels. Typical Long we'll Island. See if we can do Ranger bagels. They better be some Ranger bagels. Donnie, there better be some Ranger bagels. No promises on that. It's the blood of Ranger fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on top of that, we'll have some cornhole. a lot of iron in that. We're going to have two cornhole sets painted by yours truly. We're going to have the the Ranger side Mm -hmm. uh, with the Stadium Series jerseys. And then we're going to have an Islander set up for raffle. There we go. So $5 raffle tickets will get you put into that. We'll leave Suter's Sweet Treats bringing in some cookies. Shout out to Suter's Sweet Treats. I'm sure you guys have mentioned them on your show. Uh, We'll have some custom New York Ranger and New York Islander Stadium Series cookies. Yeah. For raffles and for giveaways, prizes, everything. And um, koozies. Everyone gets a koozie. That's that's right. I saw the koozies. They look great. Koozies came out great. Coach has got one over here for us. There you Um, go. Yeah, I mean, I'm a bunch of other stuff. I mean, I'm sure I'm going to add some stuff this week, and my ideas are always flowing. Yes, so. working up until the very last minute. Yeah. But it's uh, it's going to be a good time. Shape- Hopefully the weather does break well. The, the amazing part of this whole thing is when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, there's no way that we could have coexisted in a tailgate. <laughs> well, we're still putting that to the test. <laughs> We're gonna well, find. Hey, I know, it you, hasn't I know you for like a no, year. No, no, you're now, out, Sean. You guys are good I th- guys. I think we're I think be fine. I think we're good. The question is going to be uh, how everybody else yeah. is. Also, as the game goes on, we might too. have to hire a bouncer or two. It's yeah. not the same. When I when I used to go to games as a kid, there would be three, four, five fights in the stands every regular season. Oh yeah, yeah. Now you go to a game, everybody's sitting there. It's you know. Listen, the, we got two shows here that love the game of hockey. Right, they happen to be two rivalry teams, but we can coexist in the same setting. We can actually share a drink and some food together. I mean, it's it's crazy, <laughs> but we can do it. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we are going to be enemies the night before. We're doing the outdoor game. That's right. Saturday. That's right. Yeah. What, what's the date on that? Two seventeenth. The seventeenth. Yes. Yep. So Saturday night at nine thirty. Post. Yeah, Marjorie Post. We're taking on you guys. Hockey nice Night New York game. versus Rangers Ed Podcast Skate. Actually, if any of you guys uh, skate out there and you're in the area, we could still use a few uh, jerseys to be filled. So if uh, you're interested in playing some hockey on Saturday night, the night before the Stadium Series game, what's the puck drop there? 9.30, Marjorie Post Park. There you go. So you can hit up Rangers Ed. You can hit up Hockey Night New York on social. If uh, you're looking to skate a little bit, get involved in a game, we, uh, we're going to hit that off uh, the night before the Stadium Series. Yeah, so we'll be enemies Saturday night, back to friends Sunday morning. Right, Sunday enemies afternoon. Ag- enemies again at 3 o'clock, yeah. and then friends again for the bus ride home. Yeah, the bus enemies. ride home is going to be the real test. That's going to be the test. <laughs> that's going to be the real test. A lot of unlimited yeah. uh, food and drink tickets being sold. I think that's going to be the true test. Yeah. As long as the but, driver's uh, not the one getting the unlimited drinks, you're good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine. Well, i got two questions before you oh. let us go. What, yeah. what do you guys uh, think of the jerseys? Battle of the hashtags. Uh, you know? Battle of the hashtags. <laughs> I like the Ranger one. Islander one's different in person, like Sean and I saw. It's so much better in yes. person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But I do like the Ranger yeah. one as well. Maybe an, an extra line on the sleeves, maybe too many lines. But again, for the experience, for it to be outdoor, they need the big lettering so people could see it. I don't mind them. I guess we'll see. I want to see also how the setup is with the pants and the socks, because that and the helmets that changes yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the the full uniforms are going to look great. I actually love the way the colors pop on the Islanders jersey. I know a lot of people gripe about the Isles instead of having a logo there or something like that, but but I saw them at the game the other night, and there's already people that have them. They're wearing the stands, and I thought they looked sharp. Ninety percent of them today are Islander fans today were wearing them. So they so yeah. so you ha- you saw all these complaints about it, right? But it, people have come around. They're they're buying them, and you know they look. The Islanders, over the course of history, have done a lot worse. 
when it comes to jerseys. So I think they actually did pretty well here. And as far as the Ranger one was, I, I gave a little jab when they first came out. It looks like they just took the sleeves of their ro- you know their blue jerseys and just stapled them to a T-shirt, a white T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, and then the NYR going down. But I'm curious to see how those full uniforms look too, you know. Yeah. But and, and I'm sure they'll both look good on the ice. And, you know, look, it's another way to get sales, right? It's another excuse to make a jersey and, and, and put them out there. But, I mean, look, they don't look like some of the, the more atrocious things I've seen in the past. So, For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with them. So what do you think is going on with the – now you have a double whammy, afternoon game, mm-hmm. outside. Uh-huh. Oh, for the oh a lot of variables here. Yeah, yeah. Listen, now we already know the Islanders are 0 and 1 in, in these circumstances, right? But Rangers, that was a Rangers are undefeated, the one by I, the way. Yeah, I'm a little That's crazy. Henrik Lundqvist is undefeated outdoors, so let's see if Igor. So I was going to say nothing Igor, to do with Igor. Yeah. If Igor blows that for Lundqvist, I'm going to be upset. So the the Yankee game was at night, the one at Yankee yep. Stadium, and so yeah, I mean we'll see we'll see if the 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 afternoon at least it's three, it's not one o'clock. And it's a so Sunday. They, they might be all right. It's a Sunday. They're going to have you know four days off like we talked about, so maybe that rest. Uh, yeah, Barzell have plenty but, of time to beauty rest. Uh, I'll add one more He's thing. A very though. handsome man. Ed. Islanders are in the Giants locker room, and anyone that's uh, in the Jets room. Sorry, I mean that's did not you're, know that. That's just that's you're, you're warming up in the Jets room where everyone goes to die. Oh, you guys are toast. Yeah. You guys tough. are toast. I did not know, know that. Bet come out. the aisles big time. I think that I was pu- that. I think that was public information. <laughs> Whatever, but um, now it is. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, so the, the home teams are in the Giants room and the away teams are in the Jets room. And again, the last thing you need to do for any team getting hyped up is sit in a Jets locker. And can we just <laughs> say that the stadium is in New Jersey for crying out loud? <laughs> I mean, for, I mean, like, stop pretending it's in New York. Yeah, you yeah. know, whether it's a football game, a hockey game, or even like the World Cup. I was just going to say, how on earth did they? And the cup final at MetLife. Did you hear that? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. But but no, they're it's still awesome. But how? But it's not in New York. I don't know. And it's there's, MetLife, right? <laughs> but they're, they're saying, "Oh, it's going to be in New York." No, it's not. No, it's People not. can it's stay. In it New is York. clearly across state borders. Like imagine, imagine being a New Jersey resident and just seeing how like the rest of like all these professional sports leagues are so ashamed <laughs> of that state yeah. that they're not even willing to admit that it's in the state of New Jersey that it's in New York. To be wow. fair, though, they the Devils are playing. The Flyers, which is, it's good for all teams to get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, again, New York, it's not yeah. New York. But they don't well, even say the Battle we, of New Jersey, they say the Battle of the Turnpike. Sure. The Devils, Where you can't Flyers. make You can't make sure. left turns in Jersey, And there's going to be tolls and stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is going to be jug handling. But we got to sneak in questions brewing before we get to Johnny yeah, Lazarus. So, Ed, Eddie, why don't we get to it? It's time for questions brewing. So go ahead, ask us a question. Ezo and Jay, how are we doing over there? Doing well, yeah. yeah. How how are we looking in the chat today? We're here, but we're not we're not very inquisitive. Uh, okay, today. dinner we time a show. You know, it's yeah. it's a dinner time yeah. show. People, People are probably chowing drinking down. after what they watched. Might be drowning their sorrows. It's true. It's yeah. true. So what do we got? Ed? What do you got in there? So uh, you know, uh, we'll start with a question for Rangers Ed. Hey, there we go. Tom Boyle. Let's do it. And Tom Boyle asks, with Shesterkin's struggles this season, do you see the Rangers looking to trade him? <laughs> T boy, I love you. It's not. I love him as well. This is one of your usual guys? Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is our OG He's the best. Guy, yeah. He's the I best. I mean, I guess you just heard our little breakdown, but no. We're not <laughs> We're not trading him yet. Not just quite yet. Yeah, Unless, uh, hey, if we're going to get Connor McDavid, well, look, no in, one's untouchable. In fairness, learn that. with the way Coach was talking about him, I was like, this sounds like a goalie controversy. This might be a guy on the way out here. Look, I said a month and a he half. He barely ago, had one good season. I said a month and a half ago, <laughs> Quickie should have been in that as the, as the starter, and mm. that was a controversy. Who would want him? <laughs> Who would want him? But um, yeah, I mean, like Eddie said, he's not untouchable if it's the right price. Not for not for draft picks or anything. It's got to be a big 
Connor McDavid. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got to replace him because Jonathan Quick's not lasting for a long time. Well, we had that conversation recently on our show. And someone asked, like, oh, who's untouchable? No one. Like, if Wayne Gretzky got the Oilers for whatever reason, yeah, like, no one's untouchable. Adam Fox could be traded for Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon. Like, you know, like, no one sounds like you got big dreams here for Connor McDavid. You mentioned his name a lot. It's a weird question to ask for a goalie that had wages history. We're going to get him, you got, yeah, and we've talked about it. You guys get whoever you want. (laughs) We're going to get him soon. If the Rangers want him, he's going to be a Ranger. He might be 45. You added added Patrick Kane and Tarasenko to the list last year, and the list just keeps on growing. All the stars going into the twilight of their careers, retiring a Ranger. Yeah. Unbelievable. Just adding to my jersey collection for no reason. <laughs> but uh yeah, we might get Connor McDavid. He might be forty five, but we'll get him at some point. I mean you're you're talking <laughs> about a guy that had one good year as a goalie. You think you're getting McDavid and all no, those guys? I'm just you're I'm just a saying, third, like, uh, no, I'm saying that you're getting a third line forward for Shisterkin, right? Oh, I guess right, he's yeah. not that good. No. Let's trade him for uh, uh who'd they trade Bushnevich for? Sammy Blay. Yeah. Sammy Blay. Really get cousin that right going. Well, Toronto needs a goalie. Devils, leave him in Jersey. Uh, well, actually, bring him to Jersey trade early. To a rival, I would trade Toronto. You can get maybe uh, Marner. <laughs> all right, are we really still entertaining this? All right, let's go. All right, all right. <laughs> Ed, what else you got over there? <laughs> well, cousin Ed is a hard yeah, attack. we got Goza eighteen seventy seven on YouTube. Guys, oh, it's got it's a Goza. Guys, is it just call him Guys? Guys, okay. Well, he asks, "What is your score prediction for the Islanders versus Rangers Stadium Series I game?" I like that. So I, I guess we'll start with right the Eds. The last podcast. I'm going to, I'll start here. I'll start here. I'm going to go, surprise, surprise. I'm going to go 4 2 Isles for the Stadium Series game on Sunday. I'm saying it's going to be a reverse of the one at Yankee Stadium. It's going to be 2 1 Islanders. Okay. Low scoring game. Right, huh? yeah. Okay. I'm going right. to go with a high Sunday. scoring game, too. I'm going to side with Sean. I'm going to say 5 3 Rangers. Okay. My first gut was 3 1 Rangers. It's just so strange, right? That the guys who host the Rangers podcast both pick the Rangers, and the guys who host the Islanders it's podcast it's both pick the Islanders. I, Very I do strange. remember Coach predicting the right score of a game last That's year. That's right, he did. It he was nailed like, it. It was like five. That three. was at uh, was that was at Lost Farm. That was at Lost. That was when yeah. we did the live show and the, with the live viewing and yes. like did in between periods. Coach and Coach was spot not on. only called the winner, he called the score. So if Any you are event, a betting yeah. man or woman out there, five three Rangers might be the way to go. <laughs> yeah, I think it was. Five Five three last year too, honestly. So, yeah. We're well, five two, five three. Yeah, right. Nether, and that's what happened. Yeah. Lucky. All right. Sure, we'll go with Mr. Tom Boyle again. With the Islanders playoff uh, hopes fading fast, <laughs> do you see the Islanders selling off their UFAs? I mean, fading fast in terms of it's what? a slow burn. <laughs> it's a slow for burn for me. It's a slow burn. Um, they're not selling unless they are completely out of it. If they are within, I would say six points of a playoff spot. Not saying they're buying. They probably stand pat, but I can't see any situation unless they're completely out of it and someone on the team asks to leave. That loser's going to ship bodies out. Yeah, I, uh, I think yeah, they got to really just free fall here, and I don't think that's going to happen no. under Patrick Wah. The shine isn't wearing off on Patrick Wah for a while, hopefully, and and I think this team is is going to be in a lot of games, whether they whether they're banking points every night or not remains to be seen. But I think he's going to have them competing. And, and also, I'm not really sold on all the teams that they're competing with for, for a playoff spot. I don't think anybody's really going to run away with those spots. And the Flyers might fall out. and the Islanders I think that's a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, Detroit's Third playing seed. pretty well right now, but I don't know if that's going to last. Tampa, we saw them the other night. I'm not sold on them. So I think there's avenues for this team to get in, whether it's via a wild card spot or even that third spot in the Metro. So if they're going to sell, it's going to come down to the wire where they're going to be, you know, somewhere between five to ten points out and Lou's going to be like, all right, what do I do here? You know what I mean? So Didn't they barely sneak into one of the Eastern Conference final runs? 
Yeah, they got him because of point percentage. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. yeah. They they actually hit the tank. Yeah, wasn't it like the last game like, of the season where they snuck in? They were oh, fairly. Last, oh, last year. Well, last, last year, year yeah, but no, you're also too. right. Yeah. Where where they were actually fairly comfortable, if I remember correctly, the majority of the season. As it got to the end, before they cut things off, they yeah, they just started hitting the tank. You know what and, that was? And they were in. They acquired Pajot, and they go oh four and three to end the season. There you have it. So, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then they cut the season off, and they got in for point percentage, yeah. and they went on their run. But that's all it takes for a team like them. Yeah, like, I mean, you six, get in, and they're only can six points out. There's thirty games left. Yeah, I mean, it's a slow burn. It's no panic. I mean, they, yeah. I, I'm, there's, there's time. I, I think the Islanders will make the playoffs. but I, And all T-Boyle needs is a big win against Seattle on Tuesday. And if they win against the Rangers, T-Boyle is going to be on a Yes, a indeed. So, so, Ed, let's do one more. Then we got a break for Johnny Lazarus. All righty. Uh, next one from Sebastian Worm over on YouTube. What addition slash positions? It's one of our guys, too. Oh, yeah? They're showing up. All the way from Germany. Really? Oh, wow. Yes. Really? He'll, he'll, be, he'll, right. be, welcome, welcome. he'll be at the yeah. tailgate as well. Amazing. So he asks, what additions slash positions would be good fits for both teams at the trade deadline? You guys can start this off. Coach, you want to go first? Oh, I mean, we've been talking about it a couple of weeks. They're looking for that third-line center to replace Filipino as more of an offensive threat. Other than that, I don't really see anything that I would be going after on the Rangers' end. Yeah, definitely don't look out for any of the flashy names at the Rangers or that have been floating around the Rangers. I think Drury, I think that kind of news, just they put that out on purpose. I think Drury's going to look to add like some of those key pieces like he added two years ago with Cop and Vetrano. So it's not going to be a no-name player, but it's going to be someone that you weren't really, not like a top like trade board piece. It's going to be someone that you weren't really expecting to be traded, I've been in my opinion. Pr- I've been pretty consistent with it. I still mm-hmm. think as much as Riley's been solid, I think he'll get a guy, another defenseman, lock him up long-term, a nice young guy, and you have... Romanov Dobson for the future. Pelik Pulak signed until I think 2028, 29. Mayfield's on a seven year deal. Get that final piece for a legit five or six year window with the same defense going forward. I think the dream ad would be Chikrin. Probably going to be tough to get him, but you got to get like that young guy, multi year deal, you're good. That being said, with what Was said about Wallstrom today, kind of mm-hmm. changes things. So you thought, okay, maybe Wallstrom runs with it as a third line right winger, but if you're not going to put a goal scorer out there when you need goals, Kind of useless, right. so maybe a guy right. could do Claire, someone that played for the Rangers to bring speed to that line. Mm. I think that would be a guy there that they could definitely add for sure. Yeah, and I more or less agree with Stefan, and also to save time, I'm going to agree with him as well. <laughs> but but yeah, I think D is the way to go. Maybe not as much of an emphasis now because they're healthy. I think we all were very surprised that all these guys just suddenly healed up. Yep. You know, even Bortuzzo, who we Skating, all forgot yeah. about. They have some options there, maybe a little bit of depth there, and, and maybe if they can plug like a middle six guy to help out on that, and uh, that would work. But I also don't know how Lou is going to make this stuff work with the cap and then with whatever assets that he really doesn't have to deal other than that first round pick that he seems to, to be deal gone. off yeah, yeah. every year. But look, they got to stay in it too, right? So, but uh, yeah, I would say either a middle six forward or, or a defenseman just to kind of shore up the D there because even though things will look better under Wah, the D has struggled pretty much the entire PK season. PK as well. Yeah, yeah. So they might need a guy who can help out there. So thank you for the question. And if there were any others, sorry we couldn't get to him, but we are tight against the schedule here. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night and why. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Johnny Lazarus of Daily Faceoff will be joining us. Attention all artists, storytellers, and creators of all kinds. It's time to make your content stand out above the rest. And Floored Media is the place to make your visions become a reality. Maybe you want to elevate your podcast and add some video, or turn that novel you wrote into an audiobook, or maybe you just need the right space to produce your daily vlog. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just starting out, and no matter the project, Floored Media has the professional facilities, exceptional staff, and intimate atmosphere to breathe life into your creative passions at every step of the process. If it's engineering, production, live streaming, or post-production, 
you name it, Floored Media does it all. Conveniently located in the heart of Rockville Center and only a 30-minute ride from New York City on the Long Island Railroad, your creative incubator awaits. Go to FloredMedia.com for more information and email contact at FloredMedia.com for packages, rates, and availability. Hone in on your unique voice and start your project with Floored Media. Hey there, welcome back. We missed you too. Now kick up your feet and settle back in to Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching Hockey Night in New York. And joining us right now is Johnny Lazarus of The Daily Faceoff. Johnny, thanks so much for joining us. How you doing? Thank you guys for having me. And Stefan and I apologize for the 10th time for not coming into the studio in person. Uh, needed, needed the day of rest and recovery. So I appreciate you guys letting me join from the computer here. No, I appreciate it. And Laz, I guess I'll start things off here for sure. You're at the All-Star events. Just take me through how that experience was, maybe some cool guys you spoke to, and just how much fun it was really just to be around that kind of atmosphere. I mean, you know it from Nashville, uh, the draft. You know, these things are a work hard, play hard weekend. Got there on Wednesday night. I think I was out till at least 2 a.m. every night. And then, you know, getting up at 8 a.m. to do a show. So it's pretty exhausting, and that's why I needed, like, this day to just take a nap, honestly. It's been running gun for, like, 10 days. But, yeah, it was really cool. You know, there was, like, a private Bieber concert that I went to where all the players were. I'll tell you a funny story. Matt Barzell and Willie Nylander are actually right behind me at the bar. And Barzell, like, screamed at the bartender, do you know who this guy is? Get him a drink. Like, it was pretty funny with Willie Nylander right next to him. I didn't really talk to many Islanders there, or I guess the only Islander there, but I did pick Barzell to win the skills competition and the passing, you know, really kind of was a bummer there because I thought he had it, honestly. And then I played in that like three-on-three creator game on Saturday, and that was a blast. You know, being around a lot of people who I've, you know, watched their content for a couple of years, never met them in person, and to, you know, play in that kind of setting at Nathan Phillips Square with, honestly, a way bigger turnout than I think anyone could have expected. There were a lot of fans there, which is really cool. But, but yeah, man, it was it was a great weekend. Uh, you know, got to see and meet a lot of cool people and, you know, really grateful that the NHL had me out and the Daily Faceoff as well. Yeah, and we had talked, obviously, at the Islander game about it, but you grew up with the McLeans and playing hockey, and you got to see Kyle again for the first time in quite a while. I know you guys got a little hug going there, but just what do you see from him? Yeah. In his NHL debut, I know you got to watch, not live, obviously, but you saw his first NHL goal. We were texting back just, you know, how cool is that to see a guy that you knew, you know, live out the dream? Well, I didn't see it live. I just got a text from you in all caps. Ew, gross. Your boy McLean scored his first goal or something like that. And I, I didn't grow up with him. We just played together. I think he's like a 99 or 2000 birth year. I played with his brother, JC, for the New Jersey Rockets, my senior high school. And Kyle was, you know, I think just a part of the younger like U16 team. I think that was with the organization. And there was one weekend where Kyle got called up and like played with the U18 team. So I was playing U18 and junior. So we played a lot of hockey that year. You know, there were a lot of nights where we stayed at the McLean house because we had games in Jersey and whatnot. But yeah, it was just, you know, Kyle was my lineman, I think for like one of those weekends. But it's really cool just seeing, you know, a kid like that who I, I only really remember him as like a, you know, 15, 16 year old kid. I, I've never really hung out with him as a man or as an adult. So, uh, you know, it was cool to see him in that setting. And um, honestly, cool that he, like, remembered me, obviously, because, you know, we only had a, a couple weekends together, nothing too crazy. But um, obviously a really special moment for him, his dad, his family. And, uh, you know, what a, what a really cool thing that you don't really see happen in sports a lot. You know, a, a father coaching his son, he scored his first goal. Like, it's it's just like a, a, a great scripted kind of moment, you know. 
That's awesome. So, so Johnny, let's talk a little New York Rangers here. I wanted to ask you about the development of guys like Lafreniere and Kako. Obviously, some high-end draft picks there haven't gotten off to the starts that they wanted, and now they're a little longer into their careers here. What's going on with those guys? What's, what's it going to take for them to maybe hit that level that I think Ranger fans were probably expecting with these guys coming in? I mean, Sean, and full honestly, I think Lafreniere has hit it. Like, to me, he's there. I mean, the points might not be there to back it up, but, like, That's you watch where I was this going team it, play yeah. every night. Yeah, yeah, the, the points aren't there to back it up for Lafreniere, but, you know, almost positive he leads the team right now in five-on-five, five, like, expected goals and whatnot. Like, he's creating chances for himself. He's creating for his teammates. Uh, he's become a really good playmaker. It's just the finishing mm-hmm. that is off. Like, you know, this guy could at least have 20 goals by now with the amount of chances he gets. I mean, he is, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing why he was number all, number one overall pick this year with how he's playing, especially, you know, on a line with Panarin and Trotrek. Those three have clicked remarkably this year. With Capo Caco, it's just been a completely different story, and it's wild because the whole narrative in the preseason was the complete opposite. Caco right. looked insanely confident. He looked like he was ready for a breakout year. Lafreniere, I mean, there was an article written about Lafreniere looking like he was on a 10-day tryout. You know, like he was he was getting shredded during training camp for how he looked physically, and the season starts, Lafreniere scores the first goal of the year, and everything just trends in an opposite direction where, you know, Caco has a rough go, you know, can't get going, can't get producing, and then has a really gruesome injury, and obviously that's a setback for him. Um, then he you know, comes back from injury, scores a goal on his second game, but hasn't been able to find that rhythm. And, you know, he's talked about it openly. Like, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot for a hockey player to find their confidence and to keep that confidence. And when things aren't really going your way and they haven't really gone your way to this point of your career, you know, it's hard to, to channel what you once were. Kaka was drafted five years ago already. Like, he was, you know, a number two overall pick after being a dominant player in the world for his age. And he, he hasn't really been that since joining the NHL. And it's hard to flip that switch and try to create a new identity for yourself. Whereas now he's looked at as a third liner in this organization. And that's probably what he'll be looked at until he gets traded or until he signs somewhere else. Like, you know, once you have that identity somewhere, it's hard to really change that. And, you know, with Lafreniere, he was able to do it this year because he's had the production to back it up. But Kako just hasn't been able for whatever reason to, to find the score sheet, you know, hopefully for him, it can turn around. I think right now it's actually been somewhat beneficial because the Rangers needed more depth. They need strength on their third line. So it's a good fit for him. But, you know, I I definitely believe that if he ended up somewhere else, like let's say Anaheim, which has been thrown around like that, he could be a top six forward that puts up points. You know, I think maybe a guy like that just needs a fresh start and we've all seen it. You know, we've watched hockey long enough where sometimes a fresh start is good for anyone. So yeah, for whatever reason, the trajectory has, has been the way it is and they're still very impactful players just in different ways. I was going to say too with Kako is every team needs shutdown. Like he's a very strong away from the puck in the corners, things like that. And you look at every Stanley Cup winning team, they need one of those guys. And sometimes they get drafted high. Like I'm not saying Holmstrom and Kako are the same players, but Holmstrom <laughs> gets drafted in the first round, supposed to be a scorer, mm-hmm. gets developed, becomes this defensive third line guy. And sure, right. when they drafted him, they didn't think he's going to be a defensive player, but he's been a key piece for the Islanders yeah. third line. And if at some point, if they win a cup or if the Rangers win a cup, Kako's plays away from the puck, the hits, the forechecking, things like that. You need that to win. But, Johnny, I wanted to ask you goaltending controversy if you think there is one, but the season ended today. Playoffs started tomorrow. Who are you starting in goal if you're the coach? All right, so I talked about this today. We recorded a Blue Crew pod today. I mean, there's no denying the fact that I'm I'm way more confident with Jonathan Quick in goal right now. I think anyone who's watched this team has to say that. You know, playoffs starting today, I'm, I'm starting Jonathan Quick probably. I think that's the the right answer for where we are in time right now. Do I think that will be the case 30 games from now? Probably not. 
But again, like I, I think everyone is making this a much bigger deal than what it is. You saw two teams go to the Stanley Cup final last year. The goalies that finished the Stanley Cup final did not start the playoffs. Alex there. Lyon, Laurent Bressois, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, obviously for Vegas, there was injuries and that's why it, you know, turned out that way. But like even the Pittsburgh Penguins teams, like Mark andre Fleury started the playoffs, Matt Murray finished it. Like it's not a, it's not a problem. It's, it's a good thing to have two goalies that you can rely upon. I mean, listen, obviously is Igor Shesterkin playing well? Like not necessarily. I don't blame him for last night. Those three goals were entirely on the defense for not boxing out in front of the net. I, I don't think Quick makes those saves either. But, you know, right now, I think anyone who watches this team like has to, like, you have to be honest with yourselves and say, Jonathan Quick right now gives us the best chance to win. And if the playoffs started today, that's who you go with. It's not it's not a, an ego thing. It's not a contract thing. It's not a political thing. It's who gives us the best chance to win tonight. And right now, in my mind, that's Jonathan Quick. It's not an ego thing. It's an Igor thing. Continue, Sean. Stefan, uh, you're getting out of here soon, right? I hope, yeah. I need to go to sleep. <laughs> so, Johnny. Why, do you disagree? No, no. You, you, that was the correct answer, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, absolutely. You win a million dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, Stefan has just been on a roll with the puns today for, for one reason or another. But, but Johnny. Well, let me say something to you guys quick because yeah. this week is going to be huge for this goalie controversy because we talked about it today. I think you got to start Igor Shosturkin on Monday against Calgary at a conference game. Let him find that confidence. But thinking back to 2012, Peter Laviolette started Sergei Bobrovsky over Ilya Briskailov in the Winter Classic Rangers Flyers. And I wonder if that decision from 10, 12 years ago will linger this year because, you know, Bobrovsky, I think that year played like 26 games or something like that. You know, right now, if you start quick or Igor in that outdoor game, like you're, you're sending a message that this is our guy, right? Like that's the biggest game of the regular season that I could think of on the calendar. And you know, both goalies want that start. So it's going to be a big decision on him with that, which whichever guy he goes with. But I think that's going to send a pretty big message. Like I said today, I think if, if quick starts that outdoor game, like what's that going to do to Shesterkin's mental, right? Yeah. Like that, that sends a message somehow. I think. Sure. Sure, and I get it. You have to win games is the point. The NHL would take Lavalette out back because the <laughs> Igor versus Ilya thing is going to be marketed like crazy. And if if he goes to quick, they're not going to be happy. Again, they got to do what they got to do to win. And if the Rangers, if the Rangers were in the Islanders' spot in the standings where Quick's playing on fire and they're climbing up the playoff race, then it's much different with the Rangers having the lead. But they're they're texting Lavalette going, "You better if you do. I swear to God, if you if you do that." Look, I get I get the <laughs> well, marketing point of it, but but look, yeah. let's say if, if what is it, Calgary you said, Johnny, that they're playing before the stadium. Calgary game? Monday and Montreal Thursday. Two like extremely winnable games where you probably should throw Shesterkin in to find his confidence. Yeah, so if, if he lays an egg in one or both of those games, I'm, you I, can't start him on I'm Sunday. saying go to you quick. Can't. I just think like it would not be they wouldn't be happy, but they don't at that point you gotta win games. Doesn't yeah, matter, look, but. Laviolette's gonna decide who it is. But look, uh, barring <laughs> barring a, a collapse by a big collapse by Shesterkin in one or two of these games, I think you're going to see him on Sunday. But Johnny, I wanted I, to add one thing though, Stefan, because you talk about storyline. Jonathan Quick is still a good storyline. He grew up in this area. He grew up a New York Giants fan. Like I, I think that's still a really cool thing for him to experience as well, right? Like it's not like it's. Uh, I, I think it'd be a cool story if he were to beat Sorokin at MetLife Stadium. Growing up a Giant fan, you know, I think that's like a good story as well. So I don't know if it's. I don't know which one's better, honestly. I, the- I think it's more about Ilya than about. The, like again, it's Ilya versus yeah, yeah. Igor. They went. You to, need um, your story. You need your story, yeah. not not ours. Do yeah. the backup goalies usually get like custom masks and pads, or is it usually just? Yeah, uh, I think everybody just, does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So maybe either way, we see some some fancy some fancy gear when they get out there. 
But but Johnny, just to go back to the to the Rangers here for a second, you know, first in the Metro, one of the top teams in this league. What or who has been the driving force for this team's success this season? Well, I mean, I think that one's obvious. It's got to be Artemi Panarin, right? Like he's been the bus driver all year, and you know, it's interesting because like point prediction before the season started, I said eighty eight points for Panarin. I was like, you know what? I think Laviolette's going to have him playing a little less risky and and maybe a little bit more defensive. But it, it's been you know, it's been a little bit of that. But he's thrived offensively with with Laviolette and with Lafreniere um, and Trocek. So, you know, Panarin, every time the Rangers need a big play, it seems to be him that's making it. And, uh, you know, I think like two or three weeks ago, I was trying to make the case that Panarin could be in the MVP race. Obviously, Nathan McKinnon, to me, has taken off with that race. I mean, that guy is on another planet. But, yeah, I think I think the obvious choice here is Artemi Panarin. But also, you know, you got to give credit credit to quick too like without Jonathan quick I don't know where this team is this year right now like you know if we still had Yaroslav Halak or no not Halak who am I thinking of who's our backup any other backup that's not doing what quick's doing as a backup wait why am I blanking on who our backup was it was Halak last last year wasn't it I thought it was it was right yeah Yeah, I thought so that sounds wrong though yeah but it's so right I don't know (laughs) am I right you're you're a thousand percent right (laughs) okay it sounds wrong. Okay. Can we get a confirm from uh, the Rangers Ed guys here? It was, it was Halak. Yeah. All right, it was Halak. They're doing the All yes, right. yes, yes right. chant. Yeah. That sounded wrong, but uh, yes, yes, that was the point. Yeah. I don't know where they'd be without Quick. Okay. You got anything else, Stefan? Brzezinski, what's happening here, man? Hard candidate? I love that guy. I love that guy. I'm, I'm all for him. I want him to be on this roster come playoff time, whether it's third-line center or fourth-line center or first-line right wing. I mean, he can play in any scenario we've seen him play you know successfully in that role he even got like first power play minutes when Mika Zibanejad got a 10 minute misconduct I'm a big Johnny Brodzinski supporter and uh, also like you know as far as players I've interacted with probably a a top five favorite of mine to go to media wise he's just a very humble down to earth gives you his time could not speak more highly of Johnny Brodzinski and his dad Mike Brodzinski is always in my Twitter mentions so I appreciate him as well yeah, and I think uh, you have, not that you have to apologize for anything, but when you tweeted out the whole Lambert yeah. leaving things, I know we have to bring it up, but you might have gotten the Islanders the Patrick Waugh, by the way, so you might deserve a pat on the back because that might have really exposed some things there. I know Sean wants to get you in a second, but just yes. overall your thoughts of Patrick Waugh being hired and what I he's mean, done for this group. Has it not been a blessing aside from that stinker today? Like, yeah, you know, no, I it think uh, it, it's been awesome. And, you know, honestly, something I wanted to bring up too you know, I know Trevor Zegers, his name has been in the trade talks. Like, I think Trevor Zegers and the Islanders are a no-brainer. I couldn't um, disagree with you more, but continue. <laughs> you couldn't disagree with me more? I don't know. I don't think, listen, I don't, I don't think Zegers gets this team over the hump. I don't, I don't think, you know, he's a player that's going to win you a Stanley Cup. But as far as what the Islanders have tried to accomplish as an organization over the last, like, 10 years, they want to get a Winter Classic game. They want to get an All-Star game. Like, they need some flair. Like, Matt Barzal, that's one of my favorite players in the NHL, love watching him play. The Islanders have Patrick Waugh now with this incredible outgoing personality. That needs to show in his players. And who's a better guy that can bring that out than a kid like Trevor Zegers? Like, I think just to make the Islanders, to get them away from this narrative that they're boring, that they're not fun, they're not exciting, like, to bring in a guy like that who is a skilled player, like, he brings you, you know, positivity on the ice, but also makes you just a cooler, more fun organization off the ice. Like, listen, I'm not saying... And the Islanders could bring in one player. They're not one player away from winning the Stanley Cup. They're not. So, you know, obviously you bring in Zegers, you bring in more people. But, like, I just think for the organization as a whole, for what they want to do and the respect they want to get around the league, like, it's a no-brainer for me. I don't know how much longer Lou Lamarillo is going to be a GM, but I know he's not making a trade for Flair for the New York I'll Islanders. Tell, I'll tell Laz why he's wrong later, but continue, <laughs> But Well, he's he's young, too. He's young. He's a young, skilled forward sure. also, like. 
I'm 22 years old. Bank. Well, the last one I'll leave you with before we go, we're up against it here. But uh, another thing I think you got a little heat for was, I think I saw out that you, you, you referred to the New York Rangers as the rags, and there was a little yeah, controversy I, I over that. <laughs> I didn't know the, the origin from it. Like, I just thought it was like a shortened nickname. Like, I didn't know that Devils fans made it up to kind of shit on Rangers fans or Rangers. I've been calling them the rags like my whole life. Honestly. That's so funny. Like, it makes really, a lot of sense. Yeah, I never Islander thought fans like, have been to, calling to them the rags like for years, the too. Yankees, I mean, Yanks. like, I, yeah. I never thought anything of it. Wow. Yeah, apparently, Laz also can't have his name on the back of his jersey because nobody does that. What's that? I, about? I mean, <laughs> honestly, I kind of agree with that kid, Rat Martin. I would, I would never go to the store and buy my own name. Oh, oh, name. a custom like you he, know? No, like, the NHL did a great thing for the media, uh, the media guys and the mm. content creators, and they yeah. played a game outside, so they gave them their jersey with their name and their number on oh, the that's back. Nice. It was really cool. And well, just, that's you know, a lot. That's a lot different from going from that and going to the shop and saying, "Hey, I want Cuthbert on the back of my jersey." <laughs> yeah. Like I wouldn't do that. No, either, yeah, so I'm I would. With you I would there, never do that. Yeah, I would never I'm do that. You. The kid, the the kid, Rat Martin. I'll like even shout him out. Whatever, he'll get his 15 seconds of fame. But uh. Like he chirped me, and I, I I thought it was a great chirp. Like I'm all for that. Like like what what was it like? Should be sent to jail if you go to a store and, and put your name on a jersey. Like I think that was a great chirp. Um, oh my god, Laz in that. jail. And then like, yeah, I would last a second. Um, <laughs> I don't but, think many no, of us yeah, would. I, to be I, fair, I would not. <laughs> yeah, that was that was all good fun though. I'm I'm all for that. All right, all right. So you, you made a pass at the Ranger fans. They still like you. You haven't lost uh haven't lost the love. No, I think Ranger fans hate me more than anyone else. Um, <laughs> but I will, I will touch on the the leaving the bench thing. Like I saw that clip, and I think the caption on it was like the Islanders left after the after the thing. So I was, or after the empty net goal. So I just posted the video with like obviously oh, no context. Yeah. So, so with yeah. no context, and I was like, did the Islanders really leave the bench? Like, at, like what a bad look. Like I, I was kind of asking the question, but also like definitely <laughs> yeah. putting out a little bit of a spin on it. Yeah. But like Thomas Hickey replied within like five minutes mm -hmm. and I like retweet. So here's my thing. People get mad at me when I give an opinion and I'm wrong and I don't delete the tweet. I think that's such a coward thing to do. Like if you're wrong about something to delete it. So I just let it I sit. Agree. Like yeah, just so people it. were like commenting on it. Like, <laughs> why does this guy still have this up? Like he's creating false. Narrative. I was like, what, am I supposed to delete it? If I sound like an idiot, like I'll own that. I sound like an idiot. Like what, what the hell am I supposed I, to do? I appreciate that. You own it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I own sure. everything that I, I, if I delete a tweet, it's only because someone specifically asked me to, right. not because I felt insecure about it. Okay. Well, Johnny Lazarus is not insecure. <laughs> about we're learning a lot today. <laughs> about some things I am, but, but definitely well, Johnny, Twitter is the stupidest thing i'd love to keep going with you man but we got to cut it out here but but yeah. johnny really appreciate the time thanks a lot for hanging with us and uh hope to have you on down the road yeah thank you sean thank you steph and uh next time i promise we'll uh we'll do it in person very good Sounds i'll see you thank on god Sunday. thank god i didn't go to that game today <laughs> <laughs> all right johnny all right folks that was johnny lazarus of the daily face-off of nhl does a great job check out his content and with that we got to roll out of here but before we do i do have to tell you about our friends over at isles fix islanders country get your daily fix of isles news highlights and analysis by subscribing to isles fix the only monday through friday islanders newsletter sent directly to your inbox sign up for free or become a paid subscriber for added benefits at islesfix.substack.com and with that out of the way ed you can cue the closing music 
All right, folks, want to thank you all for tuning in here at twitch.tv slash hockey night NY and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and all over the place. Big, big thanks to Coach Ed and Little Ed over at Rangers Ed Podcast for not only jumping on the show, but hanging out with us here in the studio at Ford Media. And of course, a big thanks to Johnny Lazarus over at Daily Faceoff NHL. And he hosts a couple of pods too, right? Yeah, Blue Crew Pod. There you go. So, Johnny Lazarus, thanks a lot. And of course, a huge thanks to our great and wonderful sponsors, starting with Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. Check out the menu or order. Order ahead at bluelinedeli.com. Also, big thanks to Main Street Board Game Cafe located at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. Find out how to unplug your game at mainstboardgamecafe.com. Also, a big thanks to Razor and Kniff Attorneys at Law Ready to Fight for You. Nobody likes going to court, but if you have to, check them out. They're ready to fight for you at razorandkniff.com or call 516-742-7600 for a free consultation. And a big thanks to A1 VIP Entertainment, your one-stop entertainment concierge for sports, concerts, Broadway, and more. One call does it all at 516-787-0048. Remember, folks, to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, spread the word, let them all know about Hockey Night in New York. Stefan Rosner, where can everybody find you on social media and your content? Yeah, you can find me at Stefan underscore Rosner on Twitter, S-T-E-F-E-N underscore R-O-S-N-E-R, the Hockey News, Islanders, Rangers, and NHL.com. There you go. You can follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. You can follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those fun places. So for Stefan, for Ed behind the glass there, for Jay, for Ed's over on the couch there, I'm Shawnee Hockey. He's Stefan Rosner. We've been Hockey Night in New York. We'll see you next time.